Hello and welcome to episode 201 of the Smash Except Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF. It sounds crazy to say 201, but, you know, it's it's just an awesome time of year. We're going into that titled season. If you made it into week 17, we got a great show for you. Nobody better than to bring in Playoff John himself. 201, that sounds crazy, man. It is crazy, and we had a lot of fun with that 200th episode. Go back and listen to that. We threw out some of our favorite memories, but this is what memories are made of right here, week 17. This is when titles are won or lost. We're going to help you smash that title this week. Even some of these third-place games, that's a big deal. You can win some yeah. money, and, and then we start getting into the offseason. There's some fun stories that are, we're going to have to break down coming up here in the offseason. And this has been a fun year. I mean, you know, we talked mm-hmm. about trying to make always sure we, is. we always preach about being top three, bottom three. And yep. I know you and I were both were, you know, nearly 100% on that. And mm-hmm. I, I ended up making eight championships out of my, you know, 15 teams that were not rebuilding. So I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. About that. But man, you know, like Sunday into Monday was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> you know, I know. these games where it was like I had Lamar going everywhere. It was like I just couldn't watch in some areas. And yeah. That's not normally me. And I know. How do you go about doing that? Like, it's always, I've been talking with a lot of people right now, and it's just like, dude, it, it's such a crazy time during the holidays. It's such a, it's such a time where you want to unwind, you want to be with family, you got fantasy. How do you manage it all? Because I know you have a bunch of teams there too, for sure. And before we really jump into, you know, some of these injuries, some of these guys we have, how do you go about, you know, enjoying this fantasy playoffs? Yeah, yeah, it's a great, great question. And, you know, accountability for me too. I'm not in as many leagues but uh, as you are, but I did make the finals in like three quarters of my playoff teams, which I feel good about. Although the ones that I don't always sting. Like yeah. smash one, you're in the final versus Dreger. Shout out to him. He knocked me out. I was, you know, defending uh, back-to-back champion, trying to go for the three-peat, but just got knocked out. Just didn't quite have enough juice to keep it going. And, you know, those are, those are tough, but. Um, it is a little bit different with the pressures off where you've, where you've won it before, but you just feel like, you know, you're still holding the belt and you want to, you want to win it, but it can get stressful and you kind of just have to know yourself. Like if you're with friends and family, <laughs> it's just stressing you out watching the games competing with, you know, really what are very likely the best teams in your league. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to figure out how to take the edge off. Or are you going to slip a little something in your eggnog? Or maybe just don't put the games on, you know, and right. mix it up and just come come to it later. And I could don't not let it watch, get to you too much. I could I could not. I watched all the Eagles game. You know, I love. I got to watch me some Jalen Hurts, but I could not watch any of my Lamar versus oh, I hear versus you. the Niners. I had six of them. They yeah. were all there, and I'm like, kids, let's go, let's go do this, let's go do that. But uh, oh, I was facing know. some uh, Purdy CMC stacks. Yeah. And I mean, that could get wild. Those two dropped, I don't know how many last week. So I was like, I can't watch that one. So I feel and, you. And I'm with you too. It's like, I, I, I have one team completely undefeated that got, got Coopered, you know, Amari mm-hmm. Cooper and it Joe happens. Flacco stack just dominated. And Luck will you know, kick I just in. want to tell everybody before we go too far. I mean, we say this all the time, but a skill to get yeah. in the playoffs. It's a little bit of luck, you know, to get yourself yeah. in there, you know, and try to move forward. Absolutely. The question that, you know, and, 
love it. Twitter now has the uh, capabilities for you guys. When you guys are watching along, we have one of the most live streams we have going right now. People are mm -hmm. able to ask questions right on there, you know. And the first one we right on. we have on here is from uh, Ray Heisel. He's like, "Who do you? How do you replace T.J. Hawkinson?" Now, T.J. Hawkinson, big question this crazy week. is two weeks ago. I'm sitting in this area and I have Mark Andrews and I have you know David and Joku as my backup, and I'm like, "Oh man, I gotta I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do for the fantasy playoffs, right?" So I trade Brees Hall and Mark Andrews for Pacheco, Hawkinson, and a and a pretty early first. Now we're in an area where I just lost both of them. It looks like Pacheco's out with the, potentially with the concussion. And now Hawkinson looks like he's going to the IR. So we're going to be out with TJ without TJ Hawkinson. Man, Brutal. I mean, and that's also asked by by CS as well. You know, everybody mm -hmm. on Twitter is like, what do I, yep. how do I replace TJ Hawkinson? And it is very, very difficult. I mean, you know, this week, mm -hmm. Kelsey has a dream matchup, but he has not been himself. You know, Kittle's going to have a great matchup against Washington. McBride. You know, at, at Philly, Laporta, but those are guys that are either already on somebody's team right now, or you know, you were in that area where I'm I'm willing mm -hmm. to trade. You know, and people are asking mm -hmm. me, what do I trade up? You know, and if if you can trade Hawkinson and you can get, you know, yourself into an area where you get McBride straight up, I do it. If I can go and I can get Injoku plus, I'm doing it. And I know that sounds crazy. Maybe but it's Laporta. Like, the tight end yeah. position, I, I think you're going to have to pay too much to get up to Laporta. You mm -hmm. know, and he's a, a year later. If you can go get Isaiah Likely for a second, because they have a, a shootout potentially with Miami. Yeah, Dallas I like Goddard, that one. Dallas Goddard looked like he's more involved in the system again. Mm -hmm. They got Arizona. Dalton Schultz, CJ Stroud's likely back. He had another big week. Kincaid's not a guy I'm buying this week just because I feel like he's kind of been out of the, the equation. And Jake Ferguson, I think, is has – now entered the area where he's worth a 24 second. You know, and I think Jake Ferguson has proven he's been a top five to seven tight end most of the year. Those are the guys that I'm trying to go out there. Okay. Maybe even a, a Cole Komet, but man, John, the, the tight end position is so good up at the top. Are you willing to still pay a 24 first for Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey gets the Cincinnati Bengals this week or a 31st against the tight end. But man, John, this has been a, a stretch here of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes like we've never seen. Patrick Mahomes yeah. has only been inside the top 10 five times this year, and he has only done it once in the last 10 weeks. And, John, I mean, like, you know, yeah. you, you got you to read the writing on the wall here. Potentially, mm -hmm. Kelsey's thrown the word retirement out there. But are you buying him? Are you paying that 24 first for him or Kittle here for this last week? Yeah, I, there's, there's, let's break this down. First of all, I think a lot of Mahomes teams got eliminated there this past week. Like that was yeah. kind of tough to watch versus LV. I, and I that's just a team could not get it going. Yeah, I, I looked it I, up. He, I, hard to understand. 11 starts against them. He averages 275 yards and 2.5 passing touchdowns per game. And it's like, I mean, Pierce has turned that team around as an interim coach. But, man, they, they just embarrassed KC. Yeah, and Kelsey is clearly – I don't think he's 100%. So I think that's part of it. But I'm probably not going to invest a, high, you know, a good rookie pick for him at this stage just because it's just not a smart dynasty move to make. It's just a depreciating asset. It could help you, mm -hmm. but I think there are cheaper options that you mentioned. Kittle, I think, may have a little bit more longevity. I'd be open to that. You probably won't have to pay quite as much. But I think there's some other options where you're either trading for one of these young dynamic tight ends, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, Trey McBride, well, I think Sam Laporta. Because like yeah, McBride is a solid right. move. I yeah. I haven't 
play dynasty tight end too. Mm-hmm. And I know to a lot of people that seems a little foreign right behind Laporta. I think Evan Ingram has proven that. Yeah, man, he's getting peppered. I mean, he is getting peppered. He's seen nine or really more is. targets in almost in 90% of his games. And he's seen mm-hmm. seven or more targets. In he's got Carolina too. So I like, I do like the Evan Ingram yeah. move. On your, on your those are better dives, moves right now. Mm-hmm. Your deep dives, you know, Gerald Everett gets gets the number one. I know this is crazy, but Denver gives up a crazy amount of fantasy points. You know, Chigo yeah, Conquo, if Gerald Everett's yeah, out there, has a, that's a and, cheap and, move. And even Kyle Pitts, but, you know. And the other so thing I, is, like, if, if you're sitting on picks still, if you're in the ship and you have your 24 first, you do have a chance to go after somebody like a Laporta or a McBride yeah. without – mortgaging your future so those right. are it all just kind of comes down to what you've got there to use on your yeah. roster but you know not doing anything is probably not a good option this is the ship no, you gotta this is, lay this it is all out there yeah. and, and that's something i want to talk about because mm-hmm. you know in in the semis i made some moves even in smash one where i gave up stroud to get lamar and you know you saw that one mm-hmm. and, and yes i had russell wilson but i just didn't feel comfortable starting russell wilson you know i was like oh man if I if this all comes down, my whole season comes down to Mr. Yeah. Vanilla, you know himself, Russell Wilson. And yeah, he had a great, he had a great game, decision. you know. Mm-hmm. But I I was like I said to myself, I said, you know what? If I give up Stroud for Lamar and Lamar wins it, I feel great. It paid for it. If I give up Stroud for you know, if I don't make this trade and Russell Wilson loses it for me, I'm in this horrible scenario where the rest of the year. I just lost out on the money round. Like you in the semis, right. you want to pay to get in there, you know, and depending on what your, mm-hmm. what your, your title payout is and what your glory is, you know, if it's your home league, you <laughs> definitely want it more than you oh, do yeah. some of these other mm-hmm. ones, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, now's the time where you pay up. And I know you're famous for that because last year, yeah. this time you traded me your 25 first, second, oh, yeah. third for DeAndre Hopkins. And he won you that championship. I want to talk a little bit about both sides mm-hmm. of that coin because yeah, I personally am with you. Now's the time to do it. You never regret paying up if you're buying something that's going to win you that asset. It's it's those those frivolous buys, those ones where you're just grasping at straws that I end up regretting. Yeah, I think that that's a really important topic because we talk about going all in, but can you go too far? And I think the answer is yes, you can. But you know, it's yeah. it's a philosophy that I have, and that's kind of what I'm known for is I'm just pushing all the chips and just take Smash One as an example. It did get me back-to-back championships in highly competitive leagues, loaded teams, right? So it's a great feeling. But year three, I know I took a hit because of some of those moves, and it Mm -hmm. just didn't quite have enough left to work with in terms of young assets. The rookie picks were obviously gone. I made a couple of maybe one or two too many moves, and I did learn from that a little bit. So Smash 10, as an example, I am in the ship. And, you know, shout out to the Smash 10. <laughs> just, I, you know, a little humble brag. I'm feeling good about it. But I, and I was feel texting bad you, not being in that one. And it, well, and I was thinking about moving my 26 rookie picks because, I mean, there's some loaded teams in there. Again, yeah. uh, Jay Steig, shout out to you. And this week, Ty Patrick, these guys are throwing down major points every week. So I'm looking at these other rosters. Now, what I decided to do was not go all, all in, held on to my 26 first, and I shipped mm-hmm. to 20 sixth, second, and fourth for Raheem Mostert. And that ended up being a good move. I hope he's healthy again for week mm-hmm. 17 here. But that was an example of just getting myself uh, an upgrade. And, you know, in this case, I put him in instead of yeah. Devontae Adams. So that was actually a, a healthy move to make in the 
the playoffs, it added an, another 12 points to my roster. And I, I'm, you know, feeling better about my team heading into week 17. And I didn't yeah. go all, all in. I still have some assets for next season. Right. So, you know, there's, yeah. there's some compromises you can make along the way. So what I hear from you is like, you know, I, if you still got your 24 first, sure. Why not? You know, you can go out there and make these purchases. Absolutely. If you have your 25 first, I think at this time of the year, it's like, okay, I can get that back at some point if I need to, Yeah. you know, and I think you want to assess yeah. where you're at is like, you know, if you buy it right now, there's guys like Kyron Williams, Rashad White, mm-hmm. that James Cook, that I think you can still buy for a 24 first or a 25 first, maybe add a little juice that you're mm-hmm. not losing out because we know the 24 class running backs are not anywhere That's right. d- as That's deep right. as the, as the wide receivers. So if I'm trading yes. a 24 first last year, if I, you know, if, if Kyron Williams or Rashad white or James Cook had the season, they were, you're like, okay, but what if they get Zach Charbonnet, like Kenneth Walker, right? So the value drops off, but these guys are yeah. not going to, because there are not that many running backs. So it's like, I, I, just recently today, I bought a share mm-hmm. of Rashad White. And bought, I brought a share of Kyron yeah. Williams and one James Cook because I think, you know what? All three of these guys have a stable job next year. What the problem is, right. is you don't want to go out and spend that 24 first on it, on Joe Mixon at this point, on Derrick Henry. It's right. like if those right. are the guys you're buying for that stretch run, then you got to get something else back. you got to get creative and get there. I mean, I think Derrick Henry is going to win win you weeks. You know, I think mm-hmm. he's, he's proven – you know, he, he, him and Brees Hall disappeared in week 15 for me, even though I had them everywhere. Week 16, yeah. they did what we thought. Bounce they were back. Doing. That's you know? what we were talking about. And they did, in fact, but bounce back. Right, yeah. Right now, I mean, you know, Mostert was a great example. Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, you know, Chuba Hubbard. Those are guys that you can get for second round picks who I think are going to have a great week. I think they're going to be able to, I mean, Chuba Hubbard now it is five straight weeks of 20 plus carries. Like, stop. If you play a PPC, yeah. Chuba Hubbard is a must start. I was starting him over, you know, mm-hmm. some pretty legit running backs this past week over Raheem Mostert. I started him over Kenneth Walker. I started yeah. him over DeAndre Swift and he outperformed all of them, you know, and it's just like, you don't have to go all in to, to get yeah. back, you know, like maybe a my, second for one my, of those like, my lesser guys mm-hmm. are, are the teams that I'm like, okay, now I need to go in and go crazy. Maybe even Ezekiel Elliott. What I did last year was I ended up giving <laughs> given Devonta Smith and two firsts for McCaffrey and Brady. And that's one where you get a little bit dicey. Yeah. And I, that's what I was doing. Like all the, all week leading up to the semifinal games is just trying to shop the market and figure out, figuring out what is it going to take to, for some of these running backs. I will say this. I do love having running backs in my lineup. We play in points per carry leagues. So I'm filling every flex spot with running backs, typically over a wide receiver because guys that are getting that volume are, potentially league winners. That's one of the reasons, again, I traded for Mostert. But yeah, I mean, it was, I just felt like, you know what, it's going to cost me a bit too much for James Cook and Rashad White right now. I I shopped it. I was trying to find a way, but, you know, you end up settling and not pushing in everything there. So you just got to figure out what those price points are, but maybe a second for Chuba Hubbard makes more sense than giving up your first, second, and third for Rashad White. I've, I've come along that way, whereas like last year, I mean, you know, and that ended up being all right. It was like the one eight and the one ten. So it ended up being Devonta Smith, Dalton Kincaid, and I think um, Quentin Johnston. So it's like, okay, you know, it, I won the championship because of Brady's historic finish to the end of last year. McCaffrey got me the one seed in the bye this year and the mm-hmm. high points. So it was like, and it's a very expensive league. So that ended up paying for 
five years worth. You got to understand where you're at on those and what you're willing to, to pay. Christian McCaffrey's as much of a lock as possible. And everybody's messaging me today, like, yo, you know, should I be trading? You know, should I be trading Bijan for Christian McCaffrey? Should I be trading Jamar Chase for Christian McCaffrey? Should I be trading Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes for Christian McCaffrey plus? And I'm like, pump the brakes a little bit. You know, I think we have an interesting scenario here because Christian McCaffrey is is a unicorn right now. Like <laughs> he is literally doing to think two years ago, you could have bought him for a late first because everybody was writing him off after his ACL tear saying, you know what? This guy's in that age cliff. He's got to drop in value right now. He's a second round startup. At some point, you know what I mean? Like he's right there with, with the big dogs. And it's like, you know, the age is going to be catching up there, but the production is phenomenal while we can do it. I mean, right now in keep trade cut, he is the RB one. He has Mm -hmm. passed both Bijan and Gibbs. I can't move him over Gibbs. I, I can move him close to Bijan, but Gibbs has just been phenomenal. And I think Bijan, once Arthur Smith is gone, is in that area. But that's an yeah. interesting dynamic. I that would is. love. I would trade Brees Hall even for him, despite Brees Hall's magic week last week. I think mm-hmm. Brees Hall gets Cleveland this week. That's a very difficult matchup for sure. I would trade A-Chain plus a little bit. I would give Jonathan Taylor plus a little bit. ETN plus, you know, like Kyron Williams, I think, is that perfect guy to have in there. So I probably wouldn't trade him. Kenneth Walker plus plus, you know, like those are the kind of moves. Um, love this on Twitter, guys. I mean, we got yeah. we got Philip J. Fry. Hey, fellas, what's up? Like, guys, be as interactive as possible. You know, like uh, my man, what do we? Kike says very very disappointing guy when it, some of his guys last week. You know, like the more you guys mm-hmm. can be involved, guys on the on the Discord and the Patreon are doing this all the time. So we want to be as interactive as possible. I absolutely love that. Make sure you guys check us out. Our live stream is on every. Tuesday Absolutely. at 7 o'clock. So. Keep bringing it. We, hey, I, I got, I got a good topic here, for you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, like you got some disappointed owners out there that they're mixing it up with us right now. I hate to say it, but you can actually take advantage of those emotional situations. No one's more emotional than losing in the playoffs. So maybe it was Devontae Adams that let you down, mm-hmm. right? Or it was Stefan Diggs that let you down over the past couple of weeks. And so Perfect. target those guys. You yeah. know, maybe they just part with them. If you get a second, does I, it to get one of those guys right? You're probably already making those moves. I got two Devontae Adams shares for second round See? picks today because I, I looked at it. He scored 1.4 fantasy points, and we always talk about yeah, guys, guys are, are tilting. Gonna, their mm-hmm. value is going to dip, but but I don't think Devontae Adams' value is going to dip more. The talent is so much. There. No, they're going to bring in I believe a new he goes QB to the Jets, or he, he goes yeah, or he's else. out of there. Right, exactly. And, and Devontae Adams' value is going to his situation improves. Up. No question. So, you, you know. And Stefan Diggs is an elite level talent. He's just disappeared down the yeah. stretch for whatever reason. So I'm for that. And and it's right. like sometimes you target a guy that just lost and they, they just want that name off their team. I've done it before in the past before I started to really get savvy with this, but it's like, oh, it's like, Devontae Adams cost me my week. Just get get him out of here. Yeah. You know, he, he, he <laughs> get him out of here. And yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I've been doing. You know, mm-hmm. and I, this is the time of year where we all just, if you lose, you want to curl in a ball. You know, and you want to disappear. And I took a day off from all my leagues because I was like, all right, I'm, I just, feel you. I'm not going to look this. You got, but Snoog yeah. and I talk about it all the time is I'm mentally mm-hmm. going through every roster. And today I was like, okay. So I the teams that I moved into the championship, my goal was to go and look at both teams that just lost and who do yep. they have that I want. And my teams exactly. that lost, and this took a little bit longer for me, but my teams yep. that lost, I'm like, okay, who else just lost? And right. what do they have? And 
who has Alvin Kamara? Because they're going to sell him for a second. But guess what? He ain't going anywhere. The 1,300 scrimmage yards, again, phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like, it, the, the value of some of these running backs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not buying on Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's started to really break down as far as, you know, his production. But Saquon Barkley's another one where guys are, like, mm-hmm. selling on the cheap because they're like, oh, well, you know, what, what happens to him next year? And it's like, now's the time to start making some of those risky plays that are going to pay off huge. And we're going to do that all off season. But for me, it's like, John, why don't we get ahead of the curve? You know, everybody says yeah. veterans lose value in the off season. They can't lose more than they have right now because people are worried about what the scenario is. So that that's a great call. I want to talk about where we were at before with Christian McCaffrey is yeah. Jamar Chase looks like he's out this week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not T Higgins has been lights out. You know, we, we, I've been saying it all year that T Higgins is a screaming by yeah, my one league in smash 11 was the one where I tried the consolidated where I just moved all my picks right into that middle area. Now okay. I'm in the championship. So mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Corey P 33. He was the one seed all year, but I, I, I came in there and I took him out, but uh, I, I had T Higgins in there. I absolutely love yeah. him for, for week 17, but I got to talk about mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is, okay. you know, I have a scenario now where, you know, I'm in, in a couple championships where I have Jamar Chase, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I really don't want to – Pache- both of them, Pacheco was my flex. I don't mm-hmm. really want to start Jerome Ford in the championship league. Yeah, I, I don't doesn't really feel great. start some of those guys. So, for me, it's like, man, I, I'm making a shot right now, and I'm offering Jamar Chase for A.J. Brown. I'm offering Jamar Chase mm-hmm. for C.D. Lamb, and I know it's a slight step down, but it's not enough. You know, it's not so much that, like, you're out of it completely. Yeah, just the one thing about this, because we've been talking about the running back landscape and the wide receiver landscape now, it's just really tricky if you're going to try to ship Jamar Chase for like Christian McCaffrey plus or something like that, because the longevity just isn't there. That's going to be your problem with Christian McCaffrey. And we all want to say now it'll never happen with this guy, but let's just look at Austin Eckler, who came in top three running back position um, heading into the drafts this year, right? It can happen and will happen to these running backs. So I like the idea if you're going to move Chase to target another elite wide receiver, right? Uh, you know, I th- A.J. Brown, I think, is due for a blow-up week. He did look good, and Hurts just barely missed him downfield a couple times, right? Um, I think C.D. Lamb, like we've been talking about with Dallas, they've been looking fantastic down the stretch, and they got the Lions this week at home. I think that CD Lamb's going to eat in that game. I'm, I'd be okay with that. You know that I absolutely love Jamar Chase, so I'm going to throw some scenarios yeah. out there and let's figure out how bad John okay. wants to win. We're going to play a little segment here. Okay, <laughs> pretty uh, bad. AJ Brown, straight up. I think that in a real world scenario, I'd still could get a little bit more, but I would probably go ahead and do that. Amon Ra St. Brown in a late first. Amon Ra in a late first for chase going against dallas that's pretty much dead even dead even value and so you got to tip the scales towards winning the ship i would do it right that's where i'm i'm like i'm, I'm looking at cd lamb is a smash aj brown i feel like brown, is a late you late second difference you get, All you can get something. brown is yeah. still and i i know i've i've been banging the drums for years and i think i know i got you and mung starting to come along with mm-hmm. that but like oh yeah i'm on ross st brown is a top 10 producer non-stop how about guys like, let's look a little bit deeper. Let's say Debo Samuel and a mid first. Debo has been eating. So Debo I mean, he looks really good. 
you know, but th that's, yeah. that's the thing. So that mid first, you know, you're going to potentially get a guy like neighbors for me, you get another wide receiver. You're I'm right. ready to do it. You know, like, mm -hmm. Puka I, Nakua, I think I'd consider doing that. He's got Washington this week. Yeah. He's like dead last in the league. DK Worth considering. Puka Nakua, Debo yeah. Samuel. I think I'm willing to do it. The mid uh, does kind of tip it. And again, like it's a loaded 2024 wide receiver class. I wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do this on the running back thing, right? That's yeah. why we kind of like advocating for if you're going to make a move and move right. your 24 pick for running back, it actually does make some sense. And I'm, I'm with Adam who just typed it in. I mean, yeah. Malik Neighbors is and the one B of this class. He he's is so good. And Adam yeah. Wallace, great question. He put, he's trying to pick up potential QB starters. So I want to talk a little bit okay. about the quarterback position because mm -hmm. for me, the guy I'm trying, I mean, right now I put out my quarterback rankings for the week. And Patrick Mahomes is saw not that. in my top. He's not in my top ten. I saw that. Like yeah. I've never even considered putting him That's, outside my top five. Yeah, that felt weird. I have him outside my top ten, and it's like, you know, I think right yeah. now Jalen Hurts is my one, and Lamar's my two. Lamar has been the QB one over the last four weeks, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen gets the Patriots. Dak, Brock, if he's healthy, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, those are my smash plays. I think CJ mm -hmm. Stroud, if he was healthy. The last couple of weeks, yeah. clearly in that still smash area. I but, think he comes back. He gave himself an extra week, it sounds like. Yeah. But he's then, probably in that next tier, right? And then that next tier gets a little bit dicey. I mean, Russell Wilson gets the Chargers. Great matchup. And then mm -hmm. I have Mahomes behind Russell Wilson against the Bengals. That's crazy. I hear you. Jared I Goff against the Cowboys. Stafford against the Giants. Carr against the Bucks, who are allowing the most passing yards in the league at 266.6. Mm -hmm. Baker, who's been great, and Jordan Love. And I have Tua at 16 against the Ravens. I'm sorry. If I have to trust someone against that Ravens secondary yeah, no thanks. that's giving up 12 fantasy points and per game, 12.2 and less than one touchdown. And then the Jets as well, who, you know, Joe Flacco, yeah, they're white hot. He, they've given up 12.1 fantasy points, John. And that's, that's disgusting. You know, I do not want to play yards, those defenses. One touchdown yeah. and more than one interception per game. I don't want to touch those guys. So I know that was getting off on a tangent there a little bit, but it's like, you know, I'm still, I'm rolling with Goff this week. I'm rolling with Stafford. I feel like I'm going to throw a car out there in some leagues. But for the most part, like the biggest question people keep asking me is, do I start Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes? I've, Kyler Murray plays the Eagles who are allowing the most passing touchdowns, yeah. 33 TDs in 16 games, second most pennies fantasy points to the position i'm gonna start kyler murray you know and i know it's just been it hasn't been one week of mahomes it hasn't been two weeks it's been 10 weeks he's only been inside the top 10 once i'm all about starting your studs but if you've got better matchups and you just kind of listed your tiers and you could tear up in some way you got to do it like i'd be really concerned about playing Tua or joe flacco this week i just would not feel good about it you may want to consider trading those guys I I have Flacco all the way down at QB 24, and I know that's nuts the way he's been playing, but I would rather play Jake Browning, Nick Mullins this week. Definitely Nick Mullins because that yeah, dude's just chucking good. it. You know, yeah, he they are. threw for 400 yards. The question that, that Adam back. asked is mm -hmm. how do you get that next guy? You know, and that's something that we've done in the offseason very well is try to set you guys up on who some of those next guys are going to be. We turned you on to Sam Howell last year. You know, we talked mm -hmm. about how Stafford was going to have a bounce back. We talked about in our in our startup conversations, instead of we're going to pound the table on the wide receivers and quarterbacks early, we're going to take our running backs in rounds like five through seven and eight. Then we're going to then late in the draft, we're going to start getting your your Rico Dowdles, your your running backs that throw in there. 
And then you're going to get backup quarterbacks. So you're going to have yourself the Gardner Minshew types. Yeah, look, I think that this has been the year of like the backup quarterback. To me, that's one of the most memorable things about the 2023 season is just how many QB injuries there were. And again, luck factors into a lot of this. So don't feel too bad. But the question here is how do you get that next guy? And I think, first of all, the 24 QB class does look to be very strong. Everyone knows about Caleb Williams. A lot of people know about Drake May. I've been talking a lot about Jaden Daniels from LSU. And it does feel like there's going to be a couple more that do come out. It could be Michael Penix. could be Bo Nix. I think some of these guys may return. Looks yeah. like Quinn Ewers and JJ may go back. Yeah. But there's going to be some solid guys. If you get first half of the, the round picks, you're going to be able to yeah. get one that way. There's a couple other guys I'm targeting too, like a Justin Fields. Yeah. Very likely oh. in a better situation than he's in. And then mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson, I've been talking about him almost every pod as a target because yeah. he's been out of sight, out of mind. You can get him on the cheap right now. Purdy is someone right now I will pay the 107 to 109 for. I can see some it. people just lost, and I did yeah. buy one share today for the 107, and I'm fine with it because I think Brock yeah. Purdy is there to stay. Um, mm-hmm. The interesting part to that question, and I love what you had to say there about the the rookie class, I looked up the free agents and it is not a good free agent class, but these Mm -hmm. are some guys that you can buy that might get thrown into a situation. I mean, you got to understand most of these starters, Joe Burrows, Justin Herbert, they're all going to come back. But now we have Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Brissett, who's looked really good in in filling in for Sam Howe, Tyrod Taylor, Mariota, Darnold, Winston. You just get them thrown in on deals. Maybe you throw – you know, you get cousins in right now, the guy that wants to win, you know, you <laughs> mm-hmm. give him, well, I made a deal today. I got a 25 first and Kirk cousins for Jared Goff. He wanted to win the championship. He thinks Goff's going to do okay. it for me. I think Goff's worth a 20, 24 late first or a 25 first. If you get Kirk cousins for free, I'm for it. Cause I think Kirk cousins is going to bounce back and, and be in that area. Even Aaron Rodgers is out of sight, out of mind Yeah, that I think those guys really bounce back and that, that was a great question I, mean, I absolutely love that um you know trying yeah. to predict what's going to be happening see how things mm-hmm. are going to go uh we got another question in here from garrett yach uh he said yo guys jets d versus flacco are streaming a d now john we don't talk about defense a lot because we, we d for us is dynasty but man <laughs> that that jets defense and people Oof. a lot of us I, I have gotten rid of defenses and kickers in all of my leagues but I know mm-hmm. a lot of people still use them, you know, and I, I know that's something we don't talk about a lot. I've always been a streamer, but when you have, you know, you look at Cleveland, what they've been able to do and they get the Jets this week, San Francisco, Buffalo, Jets. I'm personally starting, I'm starting the Jets D wherever I can. I'm not sure where you're at on that, but I'm not all that worried necessarily this week against Cleveland. I'm starting the Jets yeah. as a top five defense. How do you go top about five. playing? How do you play the defensive position when you play? Because I don't, I mean, yeah. I do it from time to time and I, I, I play it a little bit different. You know, I'm personally, I draft them after everybody else and I stream the rest of the year. But then I always try to find that defense. Like right now, Buffalo's a top five defense, but they sure as heck weren't in the middle of the year, you know? Yeah. Look, I, I usually do the same. I wait on defense and I stream almost all year and I look at who's ranking defense is the best. If you look at the analysts out there and kind of like, pick out, Mm -hmm. see what they're doing, get a lot of inputs, study the matchups, study the weather. I I think that um, Jets are a top five D. I'll tell you who I'd rather have, though, this week is on the other side of the football. 
if you could get the Cleveland Browns defense against yeah. the Jets, give me them. Um, you're probably not going to be able to get the Niners, but anybody that has them playing Washington this week, look out. I do like Buffalo versus New England a lot this week. Um, I think actually um, Philly might surprise this week against Arizona. Those are some that stick out to me that as if you can pick up any of those. But yeah, that's kind of the, the style that I play is just take a lot of inputs in, get mm-hmm. a lot of different views, and usually you can kind of dial in. You could look at over-unders even and mm-hmm. look to see kind of lower scoring games, see if there's a defense out there that could probably hold a team to fewer point total, maybe pick up sacks or hopefully get lucky and get a turnover. So that's kind of how I approach it. So I got another question for you here, and I find this one interesting because this is on the flip side. A lot of times I'm sitting here talking about my thought trade ideas, right? My thought process. And today in two different leagues, people both, you know, I got, I got bounced from the playoffs and I got offered a 25 first for Ramondre Stevenson and a 25 first for Isaiah Pacheco. Am I getting ahead of the curve of potentially just selling some running backs before there's any kind of potentially, you know, increased competition, you know, like there are only Mm -hmm. a couple running backs right now, John, where I'm like, if you gave me the one, I, I only value maybe five running backs over the 105, 106. And, you know, like right now, McCaffrey, Robinson, Gibbs, Hall are the only, and Taylor are the only five guys I value over anything in that 105, 106 area. And then the rest of them, I have all below that, you know? And then for me, I mean, I would say A-Chain, ETN, Kyron, Saquon, White, kind of fall in that late first area. And then Mm -hmm. after that, it's like guys like Pacheco, Swift, even, you know, Kamara, Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs. I mean, a- am I getting ahead of the curve where they made that offer? I countered back Noah Brown in the 25 first and he took it. So, you know, I-, I got Pacheco. I got him. I ended up buying him for a 24 second last year. I used him for a year and a half. Yeah. And now I'm selling for a 25 first. Is that too far ahead thinking? No, I, I really don't think it is. I mean, you always want to be one step ahead. And if you get those offers coming in that allow you to stay ahead of everyone else, I say do it. And yeah. if let's look at the running back landscape too. You got a lot of aging out running backs. That's number That's one. Huge, number two. Right? Yeah, it is. And 24 class isn't there. That's number two. So that what what will be a stacked running back class is wait for it. 2025. Yes. The pick up 25 first loaded running back class. So it just depends, right? The running back position is so volatile. You know, like in the beginning of the year, Brian Robinson was worth worth nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kyron Williams came out Pick up the cheap ones to to bridge to to 25, right? I mean, that's the kind of the idea. I like that strategy. If you don't have those top five guys that I was saying, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I don't love investing right now in those guys that are in that area right underneath. You know, but if you can get outside of Rashad White, James Cook, and Kyron Williams, who I keep talking about in that area, the guys like Swift and Pacheco, and I mean, I think Swift gets a little bump here in the offseason because I think he gets a landing spot, but what landing spot mentally is better than Philadelphia? I understand personally and physically it might not. It might be better for him because, you know, the, the tush you push. You the tush push thing, guys. yeah, right. But it's like if even Tony Pollard, if I can get a 25 first, plus a Chuba Hubbard, plus a, you know, a, a guy that's on the back end there, a Najee, no, not Najee Harris, but, you know, Jalen, Jalen Warren, Khalil Herbert, someone else like that. If I can get a little bit plus, I, I'm starting to insulate now. And I know we keep talking about doing it earlier and earlier, but 
as I look at the dynasty running back rankings, out you out if you get out 15, get ahead of it, it starts yeah. to drop in those guys like Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, James Connor, like the aging guys are really starting to lose their value really quickly in the dynasty community. Yeah, you just have to be really careful because these are depreciating assets most of the time. I yeah, I do agree with your top five. I've got HN right there. I think ETN will still be solid. Um, but you know, then like we talked about, it may make sense if you're trying to trade four running backs, Rashad White and I'd say Kyron Williams and James Cook are the mm -hmm. three that I keep coming back to yeah. that could help you this week and don't mortgage the future. You just look at their contracts, right? And we're playing a three-year window. They're still going to give you a couple more years after this season. So, that, yeah, I think that that's the tier that might be a little bit cheaper that you could work in. But mm -hmm. staying ahead of the curve and picking up 25 firsts and just bridging with cheaper assets, maybe vets, when you when they are cheaper sometime in the offseason, like that strategy a lot. Rashad White's the one that kind of blows my mind because there's such a yeah, narrative. Yeah, RB3, RB3 now. RB3. Mm -hmm. He's worth yeah. considerably more than Travis Etienne, but Travis Etienne has not been up inside the top 10 running backs in nine weeks. Meanwhile, on the other side, you look at what White's done, and White has just been just been an absolute workhorse. And I understand he's 24 mm -hmm. years old, and I understand you know that the running metrics aren't quite there, but I mean it's like RB7, RB6, RB7, RB10. RB11, RB1, you know, like it's just every single Production's week. There. Week seven on, he's the been volume, RB1. So the, the volume's there, he's getting the carries, he's getting the receptions, he's elusive. And I understand he's not great between the tackles. And I do think the Bucks bring in another running back to challenge that a little bit more. But like, I see. Yeah, that's the modern. Man, a poor man's Kamara right? there. Modern like, this is what we want. The, the amount of receptions that he's getting every single week, the amount of work that he's getting. Don't ignore the work, guys. Like Kyron, for Williams, sure. Like we were on that same narrative, yeah. right? He's he's mm -hmm. just well, he's not efficient. Doesn't matter now. He's putting up the points. And at the fantasy position, you got to look at the cost versus the production. And these guys are putting it up. No, no question. I think James Cook, similar situation. He's not a grinder. He's not the guy that's gonna run in between the tackles. But with Josh Allen at QB, he's able to create space to get the ball to James Cook. Mm -hmm. They look for him downfield, like James Cook is a legit receiving threat, vertical threat even. And so he's been getting the volume in space. After so many weeks of production, you have to make changes to your yeah. philosophy, right? And just go buy the production to go win chips. You, you, it's very difficult to win championships without these kind of running backs on your roster. So, you know, it's just a, an ROI conversation each time you're going to invest one because you know they're going to depreciate at some stage. So that's the tricky mm -hmm. part of it. And I think that's what we've really preached. Once we started the insulated trade talk, you and I came up with that years yeah, ago, that's it. where it was that's like it. the running back is the prime position. Like when I first started it, my first one was like, okay, I traded DeAndre Hopkins at the peak of his career for DK Metcalf in a first, and that first became Najee Harris. And then I traded, you know, DK Metcalf for the next year's guy. I think it was I ended up being like Jamar Chase in a pick. You know what I mean? And you start working your way back down. And next thing you know, after a couple of years. Like in my one league dynasty kings, I've been to the championship six straight years. All off of those trades, every single year, just picking a guy out, saying, "You know what? We're going to go from here to here. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to get another first, and then I make a pick." You know what I mean? And you, you just can't sit back. So many dynasty right. owners are like, you know, I posted a team today that, like, yeah, it lost, but it was like one of the most dominant my Smash Twelve team. 
I don't know how I lost, but I mean, it's Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Gibbs, Bijan, Alave, Cup, Laporta, Kamara, yeah. Cook, McBride. There's Ridiculous. no business losing, right? By the way, I have yeah. 102 and 108 next year, which is going to be beautiful. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's like you you, you want to learn how to build those things. you got to start doing some of the things that we're talking about. You can't well, sit right. back. You can't sit back right now and say, well, I lost in week 15. I'll see you next year. You can't say, right. well, shame. I lost in week 16. I'm not in the finals. I'm done. You know, like you got to start coming up yeah. with a plan. And a lot of you guys are really starting to reach out and they're like, yo, dad, we want to be in on how do you do that rebuild? How mm-hmm. do you make these moves? And the best way to do that is get in the Patreon, but reach out to us because when we're making insulated trades, when we're doing these kind of things that might seem foreign to some people, you and I have been doing them for years and it's the best way to, we, we want to have fun, but this is an investment in our time, right? So we want to have that, the best ROI and the best way to do that is invest in rookie picks. Because you and I did a show. I mean, the 23 class, uh, what is it, 9 out of 12? Yeah. 10 out, 10 out of 12. First gained in value. Gained in value. Next year, probably going to be the same thing. It's actually one of the most dependable, reliable things in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. But again, let's come back to the point you made. It's so important to predict these stocks. Let's talk about the stock market before they hit, right? You want to buy low. So predicting what may happen in any given market, or in this case, the NFL landscape is really important. So stay ahead of some of these potential stories that are going to happen in the 2023 offseason leading into 24, right? So let's talk about Atlanta, for example. Are you buying low on Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and B. John Robinson? Is Arthur Smith out of there? Probably. Maybe he's one more a year. Hopefully not. They're probably going to get a new QB in there, like Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. I don't think that's going to cut it. So you could predict that something's going to happen there where it would boost all their values. Justin Mm -hmm. Fields, we just talked about, let's say that he leaves Chicago. Okay. How does that impact the Chicago players? He peppers DJ Moore. So I actually don't know. That would be a great thing for DJ Moore if Fields leaves, but where does Fields go? Can you buy him low? He's probably going to end up in a better situation than Chicago right now. Right. So if you look at what's happening in the NFL landscape, like look at coaching changes. We just saw the Chargers, for example, departed from their coaching staff. Does that put Herbert in a better situation? Mm -hmm. Very likely it will. So if you can kind of study this, jump in the Patreon, mix it up and try to predict these things so you can buy lower before those stocks hit. That's a very, very strategic thing to start thinking about. Don't wait until the trade happens or wait until the draft occurs, you get out of it. Yeah. And I think that's the important part of a lot of people have really criticized when I said T Higgins is a buy, but yeah, I, I know he struggled a little bit, but you're looking at a wide receiver. Who's what 25 years old coming off back to back 1100 yards and seven touchdown seasons, but no matter where he goes, right. If he's comes back to the Bengals, he's a baller, bet on the talent. He's in a top five offense the rest of the time. But if he goes somewhere else, wherever that is, there will be an instant value bump to someone else. It doesn't have to be, you know, in your league, let's say he goes to KC. That's an automatic bump. But let's say he goes even to a a team that, you know, I would love to see him honestly go to Houston or, you know, another team where you're like someone in your league is going to want that new, fresh idea. Michael Pittman is going to be a free agent. Phenomenal season right now. You Mm -hmm. can buy him for the 1-8. To 112, I've seen. If you could buy Michael Pittman, it's gonna happen. Like he has played with Gardner Minshew all year and been a wide receiver one. That's phenomenal. 
Worst case scenario is he comes back and he gets Anthony Richardson back. Best case scenarios, mm-hmm. he goes somewhere else and instantly, you know, whatever's new, whatever's yeah. fresh. Baker Mayfield's a free agent. He's played great. I think Baker Mayfield goes somewhere where he lands right. a starting job. And if he doesn't mm-hmm. stay in Tampa Bay, he goes somewhere where there's a rookie and he's a stopgap. You know, like that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff ahead. you want to do. I know yeah. you got my head going. So I was like, all right, what else do we have here? Because <laughs> it's like, this mm-hmm. is what makes separates the good teams from the great teams is being able to assess that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's what's going to make the offseason a lot of fun is we're trying to give you inputs and stuff to think about for your teams to do exactly that, to, to get ahead of it, to know the value of these rookie picks, to know the value of some of the vets, when to buy a vet, when to sell a vet, when to buy those rookie picks, right? So we're, we're here to help you manage all that. And you know we've, we've been doing this for quite a few years. So looking forward to the offseason too, right? But Coming back to what this is really all about, we do play to win. We do play to win these ships, get that trophy. What are some other like final strategies that you're playing here, week 17? Any anybody so, yeah, else you really like? Yeah. So one thing I'm looking at, and I'm not used to being on this side, so I'm just throwing this out there, John. Is, <laughs> is people are coming to me and they're like, "Yo, Dad, I'm the underdog, like big time. I was the sixth seed." Okay. You know, and I I, yeah. I got to give a, a couple shout outs here. The people on Twitter that like, I, I love these comments. Uh, Matt McNeil said he had a rough one in four start before finding me on Twitter. He said he, he found his Twitter Trinity. And these are two other guys that I'm in a group with at 17 game pace and at no expert. That's Joe Arico, who we talked about and dynasty mm-hmm. dad. He said was the Twitter Trinity that got him from one in four. Now he's in the ship and it, shout out to you. I mean, that's an awesome scenario. And then there was one other one here, like hearing these kind of things just get me going. You know, the other one, uh, Little Miss Pancakes said first time playing <laughs> and she made it to the semis. She's like, shout out the Dynasty Dad and at PPR Fantasy Tips and JB, JB Cho knows. Another couple other guys that, you know, I love hearing those kind of things because it gets people into those scenarios yeah. where they started out bad or it's their first time there and they're playing against a juggernaut. And I think yeah. what you need to know then Good tip. is if you're playing against that top team, you can't just go and pick your guys. You got to get some ceiling plays. You got to get the ceiling plays. So they're messaging me, you know, dad, do I start this wide receiver or that wide receiver? So I'm like, okay, on a normal week, that's fine. But right now you're the underdog. Who's his quarterback? Cause if he's starting Dak, you know what I mean? Like if he's starting Matthew Stafford, then you're starting cup instead of starting, you know, DK Metcalf, you know what I mean? You're starting that guy who's eating into his points. You got to stack yours up too, because you got to get that two for one. So, I mean, if you have an area where, yeah. You weren't quite sure what, you know, what quarterback, what wide receiver you were going to be. Cause the one guy was like, do I start McBride and Kyler or do I start Stafford and cup? You know, and it's like, or do I mix them? I said, you definitely don't mix them. You just got to pick which one of those stacks. Cause I don't believe in stacks most of the year, but when you get in that title game and you're the underdog, yeah, you got to stack it. it up, baby. You got to play, yeah. you got to go in there and you got to start that wide receiver. Who's going to score you a potential of 30 points. You're not starting Deontay Johnson. Who's, going to get you between eight and 12 every week. That's not the important thing. It's, it's starting Nico Collins this week who could put up 35. It's starting, you know what I mean? Like you got to go for that ceiling play. You got to go and you risk it. You've got to shoot all the way to the ceiling. Yeah. And I, I, coming back to what I was talking about earlier, I like to look at the over-unders to see like, what are the games that are projected to have the most scoring, right? Mm -hmm. If you can find matchups, you really want to avoid 
games that could turn into kind of a grinded out lower scoring game. So for example, one game that you should be looking at targeting a lot of players, Detroit and Dallas, they have Absolutely. by far the, the biggest over under at 53 and a half currently as of this recording, uh, like that's far and away, but there's some other ones like they have the 49ers and uh, commanders at 48 and a half. That one looks pretty strong. You mm-hmm. got Arizona Philly at 47 and a half over under Miami Baltimore's at 47. There's a few others that are at 45 and a half. Um, KC, Cincy, Minnesota, and the Packers. So you get the idea. Like if you, you mm-hmm. kind of avoid on the other end some of these games that could be lower scoring. What we talked about one earlier with those defenses, the lowest over under, Jets and Browns at 36 and a half. I like, want no part of that inside from yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, get me out of there. Right, you know, like right. I, so I don't want it. You know, and even right. Hall is a, a risky play. The other thing that I've been doing, and I, I do it every single week, is I put out the rankings, and then I put out, you know, the, the smash matchups. Smash the plays, yeah. matchups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like this week, you look at the Cardinals against the Eagles. you got to look at the defenses that give up the most points to running backs. You know, yes. and this is where it's huge. the Eagles or the Cardinals give up 23.53 points a game, most in the league by far. DeAndre Swift, I'm firing him up. You know, the Broncos give up the second most. So you got to look at these things. Austin Eckler becomes another decent play because they, they go up against them. Um, you know, the Colts give up the third most. Like, you you want to avoid teams like the Rams. The Rams are only giving up 11 fantasy points per game. The Rams, the Lions, the Falcons. It's like start to play the matchups a little bit more heavily. You know, you you have to really put it all in for this final week. And I, I think – uh, it's a lot more strategy than what you guys want to do at times. You know, it's a matter of just, you don't want to just go look on fantasy pros and say, Hey, this guy says this, that guy says that. I know, I know Nick Fleming's not very happy. I said something about Brees. <laughs> Thanks for commenting in on that one. You know, but like, I, I think you really have to play it a lot smarter. If you're that underdog, if you're the favorite, John, I mean, then how do you play that a little bit differently? Right. I mean, then we're in a scenario where, you got to see how much of a favorite you are. You got to put yourself right. in a scenario where it's like, okay, this week I'm going to make sure for me it's as many running backs as possible. Yes, because yes. because that's the guaranteed touches, the right? Touches. The wide receiver. You know, yes. this week I survived Waddle and DJ Moore getting hurt, but it's like the running backs are the guaranteed touches. Oh yeah, no, it's a big one for me. Is is really looking and trying to predict the the touches. You look at game script a, a little bit as well. And find people that you trust. And if you're really torn on a couple different matchups, but I tend to focus on putting a running back in over a wide receiver. I gave an example earlier um, from from week 16, putting in Raheem Mostert over Devontae Adams, and that one paid off, right? And you look at the touches that came out of those two different games, widely different, right? So uh, that, that one's pretty important. I think if you're a favorite, though, you look at those points per game and those mm-hmm you can kind of predict what you're likely to get kind of the range of the point totals. And you want to get guys that you feel pretty confident in their floors, what they've been delivering week after week. It's a little bit of a different game if you're the favorite, right? Right. So, you know, if you picture yourself sitting at a poker table and you're the chip leader, you're going to play those cards a little bit different than you would if you like, you have to pick your couple of big moments where you could go big ceiling type play as an underdog same thing you got to think about that way like when are you going to really make your move what what are the players that are going to give you that chance to make the upset and take down you know eternal glory in the championship 
I love it. Eternal glory. That's what it's all about, baby. Uh, I'm going to throw out because guys are asking a bunch of questions here. Like, I can't even get to Okay. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. All Let's go. Them. But it, we're just going to play quick smash or pass. Smash okay. means you're putting them in your lineup, you know, full PPR, all the all the bells and whistles. If you believe in them, pass. If you have no interest in starting them this week. Are you ready? Yeah. And these are, go. We're going to start with wide receivers. And it's a little bit interesting. And, you know, we have to just say it's a standard start to wide receiver, you know. You can say you can cop out and say flex too. All right, Nico okay. Collins. I will say Nico's a flex this week. All right, uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. I'm going. I think he's a he's a wide receiver too this week against uh, Carolina. So, so okay. All right. Yeah, let's just smash him. Now, now's your difficult ones. You ready, Devonte Adams? Uh rough, rough week coming up. But I'm gonna say he still finishes as a wide receiver too. And um he'll he'll complain all week about his target share. He's got Indianapolis that kind of like that matchup. Low wide receiver too, but I'll say oh uh, you give you, give it give him to me. I know you're good friends with him. You know what I mean? Devontae <laughs> Adams, you and I have owned him for so many years, like he feels like part of the family. You know, he was wide receiver eight two weeks ago, wide receiver eight. Five weeks ago. I'm not feeling great about playing. Wide receiver yeah. 32, wide receiver 30, and oh, by the way, wide receiver 116. Yeah, get out of here with that. 116. Come on. Come I on. think I could catch a pass for five yards in the NFL. <laughs> you know, I think I could have passed him last week. You think so? I would have torn my Achilles. You know what I mean? Or, or my rupture. Hey, it would have been ugly. But I mean, like, if they would have just been like, let that let that old man go. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> It's like no that video. Putting, no one's putting anybody on you. Of like the field of dreams where they let that old guy run in for the touchdown. That's like a famous right, game. Right. Uh, yeah. You're not going to pull any coverage. <laughs> Keenan Allen. Oh, if if Keenan Allen is back, I got to get him in there. I'm smashing Keenan Allen. Yeah, I'm smashing Keenan. Please come back because I could use him this week. <laughs> uh, let's go, Adam Thielen. Um, I'm I'm kind of. I'm kind of cold pass. on Thielen. I'm going to pass on him. A couple guys that I'm smashing right now that I think are absolutely great plays in this week. Obviously, I, I love Jaden Reed coming back off the injury. I think they're going to have a, a fantastic week. Um, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of potential there in that offense, you know, and I think that'll be a good play. Um, okay. Who else we got here? What about Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson gets the Browns. Hmm. Man, that's tough can with the QB situations. He's borderline. I think that if you can sit him and you have a running back, I'd consider it. That's a tough defense to play against with horrible QB play. I think he's yeah. just outside my wide receiver two list, Dad. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky spot. Borderline. Sure. And mm -hmm. I know I know Sutton Sutton's another guy that's a smash for me this week. He's got the the Chargers. I know he let a lot of people down with the injury. Yeah, he kind of got banged up. Yeah, I think he gets. I think he bounces okay. back this he gets week. Gets the Chargers. I see here's it. A, mm -hmm. Here's a deep play that someone I asked me that I keep getting. Hollywood Brown going against that Eagles defense that gives up the most points to the wide receiver position. Yet Kyler Murray doesn't seem like he can actually get the ball out to the wide receiver. <sighs> it, it is Trey McBride only. Yeah, I'm just still not feeling good about those Arizona wide receivers, they just haven't shown much of anything yet. And he's coming off the injury. It's an interesting play, but I'm not counting on Hollywood Brown this week. Got one more here. We're going with 
DJ Moore against the Falcons. Yeah. I'm, I'm smashing DJ Moore. I think that he is a wide receiver one, like low wide receiver one range this week against Atlanta. I feel good about that one. Give me DJ Moore this week. I think I'm actually going to pass on DJ Moore. Okay. I know okay. I have him in a couple of places. I'm really trying to look at it. But right now you look at the Falcons give up the second fewest fantasy points per game. They've been okay. shutting people down and that mm-hmm. he looks pretty banged up but I'm, I'm i'm with you like we got to look at some of those kind of things fields is still trying to prove it out in the field and he oh, looked yeah. pretty good in week 16 let's oh, yeah. see what he no, can do fields is i'm all in there baby like i i gotta get that hey this has been a fun show this is one of those ones where we just kind of I, I really <laughs> appreciate the listeners chiming in trying to get questions on there and i know from our normal scripted show it was a lot of like hey let's let's go here but we want you guys to win we want to put you in position yeah you know, we want to make sure we get you guys as many championships as possible. So reach out to myself at dynasty dad F or dad FF or John at dynasty underscore trades. And, you know, I I'm just super excited to see what these championships bring. So John, any closing parts? No, I want to wish everyone the best of luck. And we tried to get as, to as many questions as we could here, but we're still going to be around. So hit us up all week on the Patreon on X and, Definitely want to help you win as many ships and just want to wish you all the best. Very much looking forward to even after this is over, go take down some ships and then let's start talking about 2024. John, this is the final podcast of 2023 because January 2nd will be 2024. Perfect timing. Cheers to 24, baby. To those 24 rookies kicking into Dynasty for 2024. So thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. So I was I was 